excited you chose to join with us today. Hey, listen, if you're online, we believe you're in the right place. God has so much in store for us today. So come on, let's sing together. Get those hands going. Come on. When night has fallen, when fear is calming, still you're calling me. When faith is lost and hope exhausted you will be my strength when my mind says I'm
welcome you if you're either in the room or online. Watching we are online. so glad yeah. that you yeah. are here. Nudge your neighbor and say, you look good today. You look good. And a Sunday best. Come on now. You know, Pastor Jen, this is my favorite Sundays. Why is it your favorite Because Sunday? this Sunday, we are kicking off also my favorite series. Uh-huh. At the Woo! movies. It's happening yeah! right now. Campus Y, we've taken over, and there's like so many movies represented. It's incredible. It's incredibly fun it. out there, you guys. Didn't the team do an incredible Such job? Such a good job. Such a good job. The entire lobby has been transformed. Be sure to like just check everything out, walk through. Take some pictures. All there, take pictures. All and hashtag that. City First Church. All right, well, we want to take a second, sorry, and greet some pretty amazing that's true. people yes, here that's today. True. There's some, some special um, people. Very special really people. Really important people, you could very say. Very important very people. Very spontaneous yes, people. Like, Stand oh, oh um, I'm so shocked right now. Okay, I see what's happening here. here. Um, oh my this goodness. is awkward. Yeah. The, these are special people, and they, they are. are important. Um, but we're actually talking about the first time, time guests. guests. That's right. If it's your first time guest, hey, you've got <laughs> Those it's are the okay. people we're Don't talking about. Don't be sad. Don't be sad. You can help <laughs> us greet everybody. Can you just welcome everybody? Yeah, let's just welcome, welcome. them all. Come on. Let's show them. Come on. Yeah, hey, let's guys. welcome all. Welcome, welcome all of our first, first time guests. guests. Everyone that came in here for the very first time and that's watching online for the first time, if you guys want to get connected, please just scan the QR code on the screen or the code behind your seat in front of you. We're so happy that you guys are joining us today. All right, you guys want to say goodbye to the minions? To the, the, the minions. minions. We love so you, minions. Glad that you're here today, guys. You're awesome. I've always you're wanted awesome. to be a minion. They're so cool. Awesome. So special. Well, here, you know, we say this all the time, not just friendly church, but a family church, and families laugh together, right? We have a good time together. But we're going to continue in our service today by singing songs of worship and if you're new around here this is just a time where we focus our attention on Jesus and sing songs about him and who he is and the words are going to be on the screen so we would love to have you join us let's worship together come on church today we're singing about God's faithfulness yesterday, today, and forever.
take a moment without lyrics and just express our thanks back to God. Use your words. Say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your love. God, thank you for your grace. Lord, thank you that you meet me right where I'm at. Oh, we lift you high today, Jesus. The only name is worthy. Father, today, truly, we put our attention on you right now in this moment. We're so thankful for your love. We're so thankful for your grace. God, we know that we can count on you, that your love is holding on. It never lets us go. We put our trust in you today because of who you are. You're good, you're faithful, you're consistent, you're trustworthy. God, we know that as we take a step of faith, you're right there with us. God, we love you. We give you all the praise. And everybody said, amen. Come on, church, can we give them praise today? Give them a hand clap, use your voice. That's right. He's good. We serve a faithful God. Amen. Amen. Well, we are so glad that you're here with us at City First today. You can go ahead and have a seat. As you do that, give your neighbor a fist bump. Say, it's great to see you at church. Well, what an amazing day to be in church. And God has so much in store for us today. Hey, we just wanna say again that if you're with us today in person or online, you are in the right place. You belong here and we pray you feel right at home. Well, this is the time in service where every time that we gather, we receive a free will offering. It's where we give God his tithes and our offerings and you're gonna see ways that you can participate in giving on the screen. If you are with us in person and you have a physical gift, you can drop that in the offering box as you exit today. But you know, this idea of bringing God, his tithes and our offerings, isn't something new. This is a practice that we see all throughout scripture. And earlier this week, I was reading in the Old Testament part of the Bible in 1 Chronicles 29.9, and it says, the people rejoiced over the offerings for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to God. When they brought their offerings, they were bringing something to help build a temple where they could worship God. And it says that they rejoice. Do you know that when we give to God, God says that we can be cheerful givers, that we don't just give out of obligation or row and ritual, but when we give, we can give and we can rejoice because we can give freely and wholeheartedly back to God through City First Church. And we also rejoice because we're saying, God, what do you want me to give? And then we give what he asks us to do. But also, do you know that when you give, you are a part of something so much bigger than if you kept those finances to yourself. All the ministry that happens around here is because of your generosity. Things like God Behind Bars ministry, our ministry for Champions Club, those with special needs, divorce care, grief share, we even have City First in Espanol, and of course, our Life Group Ministry. And I wanna invite some of our friends out. Can you guys give it up for Charles and his wife, Angie? Give them a huge round of applause. You guys are amazing. We love you so much. Okay, so Charles and Angie are part of our dream team. You can find them on Sundays at the Next Step booth, but they also are hosting a City First Spanish Life Group, which we are so excited about. 
And Charles, would you tell everybody a little bit about it? Okay. Um, mi esposa y yo estamos muy emocionados de poder tener el privilegio de dirigir el grupo en español para nuestra comunidad hispana. Eh, cada martes nos vamos a estar reuniendo a las 7 de la noche, comenzando septiembre 6, cada dos semanas. Vamos a estar hablando sobre el servicio del fin de semana y vamos a estar hablando sobre la Biblia, compartiendo versículos bíblicos. Si tienen alguna pregunta, vamos a estar afuera registrándolos y conociéndolos a todos en persona. Thank you so much for having us here. Hey, can you give it up? How amazing. We love you guys so much. You're incredible. If you understood that, you're invited to their life group, okay? It's gonna be absolutely amazing. You guys can go ahead. Thank you so much. They were so nervous, but didn't they do awesome? So hey, our life group semester starts today. And as one of your pastors, we want everybody to get in a group. Why? Because it's how we know you're cared for. One of the best ways we can pastor you is for you to find a life group. There's one for everybody. So make sure that you sign up in the foyer, online, on the app. However you can, get in a group. All right, church, let me pray for us as we continue in our time together. God, we thank you for every gift and every giver. We thank you for all the ministry that's taking place and that we get to be a part of it. God, we ask that you would have your way today. We're expectant, full of faith, leaning in for what you're going to do. And in your name, amen. Hey everyone, we are live on location this week and why are we in a cornfield, you ask? That's a great question. What a great cliffhanger! Speaking of cliffhangers, whether you love suspense, action, romance, or comedy, At The Movies is here and we are so excited for what's in store. But before we jump into that, we want to take a moment and welcome all of our locations, right. starting with City First Anywhere. Thanks for tuning in from all around the world. That's right, we're so excited that you guys are here and a special hey to all the guys at God Behind Bars, especially those at Dixon and Hardy, and of course, everyone in the house, whether you're tuning in from Cape Coral or Spring Creek location. Let's dive right into what's going on around here. First of all, we have Growth Track starting today. Woo! You can join in person or online, and it's a great way for you to get connected and to discover your God-given purpose. That's right, and today also kicks off our fall life group semester. Let me tell you, there's a group for everyone no matter what stage of life you're in. So if you'd like to host or join a life group, stop by our life group booth in the lobby or visit our website or the app. First Wednesday resumes September 7th. Bring someone with you for a night of prayer, worship, communion, and a powerful message. It's gonna be awesome. And to stay updated on all the things that are happening at City First Church, make sure you download our brand new City First Church app and follow us on social media. Due to the live broadcasting of this message, we ask that if you have a small child, please utilize the family room or mother's room designed for you to enjoy service with your child. That's right, let me tell you, we love families here at City First Church. Okay, Cam, I think it's time to reveal yes. this week's movie. Yes. Are you guys ready? Jerome, please. Field of Dreams. Ready? Can you count us in? Yeah. Field of Dreams. Can't keep a straight face. I love dreaming. Let me tell you something. 
Now, for all of us that probably haven't seen this movie, including me, Cam, why don't you go ahead and give them a quick little rundown? Okay, 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 okay. I got you. Uh, 15 seconds. Starting now, Field of Dreams is a story of an ordinary man named Ray, played by Kevin Costner, who has nothing but a farm, a family, and a love for baseball. In this classic and iconic 80s film, Ray discovers The Voice, a mysterious call that tells him to take a leap of faith. And when he does, it changes Ray's life forever. 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 Uh, okay, okay, okay. Huh? I think that might have been a different movie, but that was a great summary. Oh, yeah, I yeah. feel like I've already seen it. I'm personally not sure who Kevin Costner is, but I I'm excited. Explain. Okay. Sorry. And for everyone that is watching online for the best possible viewing experience, head over to our online church platform, live.cityfirst.church. Come on, it's gonna be incredible. All right, everybody, I'm ready. We're ready, we hope you're ready. Let's get our notes, let's lean in as we hear an incredible message from Pastor Jeremy Jules. Come on, give it up for At The Movies. Aren't you guys excited? You know, today we begin our At The Movies series, and honestly, we are just so excited. And I want to say welcome to every single person here. This is one of the most exciting times of the year. You join us online right now or in person or one of our locations. We love At The Movies because we like to have fun here at City First Church, but also the movies that we're talking about, we're talking about these movies, they are not really the topic. They're just the beginning of the conversation, you could say. Jesus revealed life's truths through stories. We call them parables, and movies in many ways are modern-day parables. And what we're going to do is we are going to tease out some biblical truths and some of life's principles out of these movies this month. And I believe that all of us are going to learn and at the same time, we're going to have a great time together. You know, we are here the first week of September, and I don't know about you, but I'm asking myself, where did summer go? I mean, right? Like literally, how many of you right now feel like summer just flew by? My hand is up on that. Like, like all of a sudden, it was like I'm taking our middle son back to college down in Florida. Um, our oldest son is getting married here in like three weeks. I mean, it's just like, where did the summer go? And, and you know what? One of my favorite things to do in the summer is I love going to watch a baseball game at Wrigley Field. I really do. Wrigley Field is the home of God's favorite team, the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> and in fact, today I'm even wearing a throwback jersey from the Chicago Cubs. You know, going, going to Wrigley really is a little slice of heaven. And if you like baseball, there's only about two fields that are left, two stadiums. You know, Wrigley and Fenway are the only ones that are like the OGs. They're the original. And, and there's something about going there. Unfortunately, my beloved Cubbies tend to lose a lot. But I would say the trip is worth it. And summer for me... Um, it's, it's baseball. I mean, the boys of summer, America's game, national pastime, you know. Now, I realize I'm talking to many of you right now that you could care less about baseball. In fact, um, you don't even understand it or you don't want to endure it because, you know, baseball takes hours to play. And I've even had some of my friends go, it's just so boring. I mean, it's so slow. And I'm like, exactly. The rest of my life is so fast. I love going to Wrigley and have it and be slow. You just sit there and chill, and you have a Chicago dog, and you watch the ball game. I love baseball, 
And I will tell you this, that if you like baseball, and even if you don't, there is this quintessential movie that came out in the late 80s about the sport, and like you know, it is Field of Dreams. Now, well before Yellowstone, Kevin Costner starred in this movie like decades ago, all right? And, uh, and basically, this movie, you might not know about it, but maybe you heard about one of the terms that kind of this movie coined, it coined the term, if you build it, he will come. And, and some people change it, if you build it, they will come. But that movie is the one that came up with that saying. Also, this movie has made grown men cry, not me. It was just a little dusty whenever I watched it, you know, a little dust in the air, you know, but... Uh, made grown men cry, especially at the end. You gotta watch the movie. It's old, it's super old, all right? But I will tell you, it will make you wish for the days when life was as simple as going in the backyard and playing catch. And I will tell you, Field of Dreams is this movie about a guy by the name of Ray Kinsella, and basically he lived in Iowa and has a farm with his family, and uh, he's going about his business. He's just, you know, farming. He's just going about his business in the cornfield. And one day, as he's in the cornfield, he hears a voice. And the voice says, if you build it, he will come. And at first, he thinks he's just hearing things. But then the voice keeps on saying it. If you build it, he will come. And, and he, he has no idea. Ray has no idea who the voice is or where it's coming from. But the voice begins to speak, and after a while, he begins to understand. Ray understands he's supposed to do something. He's supposed to do something crazy. He's to plow over part of his crops, part of the field, and he's to build a baseball diamond in the middle of his cornfield. And he's supported by his wife. His wife versus is like, are you sure? And then together, they're like, let's do it. So Ray sets out to build a, corn, or a, a diamond in the middle of a cornfield. And pretty soon, magical things start to happen. In fact, old baseball players, like from decades past, many of them have passed away, all of a sudden start coming out of the corn and playing. And Ray can like talk to them. And he's like tripping out. He's like, what is going on here? And the entire venture, this entire movie is about someone who took a risk and it required a lot of faith. Let's go ahead and take a look. As Ray Kinsella walks through his cornfield, tending to his crop, a faint voice calls out to him, uttering the words, if you build it, he will come. Looking around confused, Ray continues throughout his day, chalking off the weird encounter as a gust of wind. Later, Ray is in his field again, and the same voice calls out, if you build it, he will come. The voice later gives Ray a vision of a baseball field, the it he is supposed to build. Anyone ever hear voices? Okay, don't raise your hand. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe you don't. Some of you are like, oh, wait, that's a joke. All right, all right. <laughs> If you hear voices, we do have a life group for you. Um, but no. Um, maybe we don't hear voices, but I would say this. I think all of us have heard a little voice inside of our heart from time to time. And sometimes that little voice tells you to do something, or sometimes that little voice tells you not to do something, right? Some people call it a conscience. Some people call it like intuition, like a voice of intuition. Some people even believe that's the voice of God. 
So what does the voice sound like? I mean, sometimes it makes you feel a little bit uneasy if um, you're going to do something wrong or you have done something wrong, right? You feel a little guilty maybe or a little convicted. Or, or, or maybe, maybe the voice can encourage you to do something right. Like it nudges you and says, hey, you should do this. And you're like, I don't know. Sometimes it requires you to take a risk, right? You know, I was watching this movie. I've seen it many times. But I was watching it recently to prepare for this message, and I couldn't help but think that the storyline of this movie is a lot like following Jesus. You feel God's nudge, you decide to take a risk, and then you have to live by faith. It really is a lot like following Jesus, that you feel God's nudge, you decide to take a risk, and then you have to live by faith. In fact, the voice is speaking to Ray and asks him to do something, to plow over part of his crop, to build a baseball diamond. It's completely illogical, irrational, and unsafe, you could say. The voice doesn't give any directions. The voice doesn't explain what's going to happen. The voice just speaks and tells them to do it. And I will tell you, the Bible is full of instances where God's voice speaks to people and asks them to do illogical, irrational, and sometimes unsafe things. You're like, really? Yeah. How about Noah? All right? Build a boat one and a half football fields long. Build a boat and it is going to rain. Now, this is what's so crazy. Most theologians and scholars believe until the flood, it had not rained ever. In fact, you go back to Genesis in the Garden of Eden, the Bible says that the water would come up from the ground like springs. It had never rained. So God is saying, hey, listen, Noah, it's going to rain. He's like, oh, that's great. What's rain? And he's like, well, I want you to build a boat. Okay, okay, what's a boat? Irrational, illogical, unsafe. How about Gideon? Gideon was, was kind of like you could say a general, uh, you know, a prophet, but a general in the army, you could say, back in the Old Testament. And he was asked by God, he told, God told him to whittle down his army. In other words, to reduce the numbers of his soldiers down to 300 so that he could attack an enemy army that had thousands and thousands and thousands. Like God was saying, reduce your ranks so that you could take on a much larger army. Irrational, illogical, unsafe. How about Mary? God came to Mary and said, you're going to get pregnant and you're going to remain a virgin. Illogical, <laughs> irrational, <laughs> and unsafe, right? How about, how about this? Abraham. Abraham, God comes to him and says, you're going to have a kid. But Abraham is well past his child-rearing years. Again, illogical, irrational, and unsafe. Here's the question for those of us today in 2022. Is God still speaking to us today? Is he still speaking? I would dare say yes. And sometimes it feels illogical, irrational, and unsafe. In fact, I would say this, some of you are here today or watching online right now because of a God nudge, a God nudge. Like church is the last place you thought that you would ever be or watch, right? You're like, I'm not the religious type. What am I doing here today? And you're asking yourself, man, this feels a little bit illogical, irrational, but there was a God nudge. Or, or maybe, maybe like for those of you that are maybe students and, 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 you know, you're in our leadership college, 
God nudged you and you are here today. And, and you know what? You, you even may have given up like a scholarship at like a college or maybe you were on this one track and then all of a sudden God redirected you and you're supposed to come. And again, it's illogical, irrational, and it feels somewhat unsafe, right? You know, some of us are wishing that God would speak to us and give specific instruction about a specific circumstance that we're encountering right now. That would be nice, right? See, in the movie, you could say that Ray's cornfield experience was his burning bush moment. And you say, what's a burning bush moment? That's kind of like a, a, a saying that we get from an Old Testament story where Moses, a guy by the name of Moses, and most people, even if you don't go to church, probably heard of Moses before. Moses is walking through the wilderness. He's a herdsman. He's tending to his flock. And all of a sudden, there's this burning bush, and the bush is not being consumed. So it's on fire, but it's not like being consumed. And a voice comes from the bush. And I love what Moses says in Exodus 3, 3. He says this, what is going on here? (laughs) And sometimes that's what it feels like when God nudges us and he asks us to do something that's irrational, illogical, and unsafe. It's like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Do you know that God, he wants to get your attention? He wants to get your attention. In fact, God is speaking in our everyday moments, but I'm wondering sometimes, are we listening? Like he's speaking always, but it's not an audible voice. And I know some of you are going, well, I don't see any burning bushes in my life right now. Well, yeah, it's probably not that blatant. Instead, God speaks in more subtle ways, but I'll tell you, they're just as powerful. How about, how about when you were at the grocery store last week and you ran into that person you hadn't seen for 20 years? And you started talking to that person and there was something just about that conversation that when you walked away, you were like, That was kind of special. That was kind of different. Could God have been speaking in that moment? Or how about when you had that meeting and you had that pause, you know, kind of like in your spirit. You had that pause that you were not supposed to take on that client. Like there was just something that you were like, "Mm -mm, let this one go. Don't, Don't sign that lease. Don't take on that client. Could that have been God speaking? Or how about when you almost got in that car accident a few weeks ago at that intersection and in a moment like your life kind of flashed before your eyes and in a second you thought, wow, that could have been bad. And guess what? Was God speaking and talking about how fragile life is? In that moment, was he speaking something to you? Or how about when you were listening to that sermon, maybe even today? Or how about when you were in the quietness of your backyard sitting on the porch and you kind of had that feeling, was God speaking? Or how about when you were at dinner and your little one, you know, said something at the dinner table and you looked at your spouse and you're like, holy cow, they just said that. And it was like out of the mouth of babes, right? Could have been God speaking. See, was that a God nudge? I will tell you this, little is much when God is in it. Watch this. Ray is conflicted but decides to take a leap of faith. He does the unthinkable and mows over his crops to make room for a baseball field in his own backyard. With the help of his wife and daughter, Ray finishes the field after months of work, but no one comes. You know, sometimes when God speaks, 
it requires risk. I love his line there. I am completely nuts? Am I completely nuts? Sometimes it feels like that, right? Ray even stated in another part of the movie, until I heard the voice, I'd never done a crazy thing in my whole life. God's voice will stir your soul with a mission that is bigger than you and your ability to make it happen. Do you understand that? God's voice will always stir you to do something bigger than you, grander than you. You know, truly following Jesus, can I just say this, is never safe. Your comfort is in jeopardy. Your pride is not safe. I will tell you this, that you are not safe from your control issues. And how many of you would say that you have some control issues, right? My hand is up on this. If I could control everything in life, I'd be a happy camper. Yet following Jesus will give you a life that is grander than anything you could ever imagine, more significant and more fulfilling than any life that you could create on your own as you are staying safe within your comfort zone. You know, Moses was sure wowed by the burning bush. I mean, he was like, whoa, this is crazy. But then the voice of God said this, I want you to go to Egypt and to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. You see, God's people had been in slavery for over 400 years, and Moses was going to be their redeemer. He was going to go in and do it. And you know what Moses said when God asked him to do it? Moses was like, me? I can't do that. That is illogical, irrational, and unsafe. See, the voice was calling Moses to get out of his comfort zone and to take a leap of faith. And I will tell you, whether you're visiting here as a guest for the first time or whether you've been a part of this church for decades, God's voice will always ask you to take a leap of faith, to get out of your comfort zone. He may be whispering something to you today. In fact, he may be whispering to all of us here, quit playing it safe. Quit craving comfort over calling. Quit trying to live a life that you think you can fully control. You know, sometimes we just need to let go and we need to let God. Does that make sense? Let go and let God. You know the safest place to live is when you let go and let God? It's, it's upside down thinking, but the actual safest place to live is to take a leap of faith. You see, Ray listens to the voice and he builds this field and he cannot pay the bills because of the expenses and the loss of income. He's starting to get frustrated. Don't you wish that God would tell you about the whole plan for your life right from the beginning? Wouldn't that be nice? Like he gave you the script. Like he was like, here's how it's going to go. Here's the roadmap I'm going to take you on. Yeah, me too. It, it, it doesn't work that way. I mean, it just doesn't. In fact, what I've discovered in the 30 plus years that I've been following Jesus, I've discovered this. Obedience reveals the future. Think about that statement. Obedience reveals or unveils the future. When you obey, that's when you get to see a little bit more into the future. But as long as you just sit there and stay stagnant and you wait and wait and wait, you don't see it. You have to take a leap of faith. In fact, the Bible even says this, that the word of the Lord is a lamp unto your feet. That's a really bad place to put a lamp. You put a lamp up high so you can see, but the lamp down low only gives you a little small circumference of light, enough to take one more step. You see the path 
One more step. That's it. See, you and I have just enough information right now to take a next step. Not 10 steps, one step. See, God speaks as our journey progresses. So he speaks along the way. I would love for him to whisper everything at the beginning, and then I just got my marching orders, and I just, no, no, that's not how it is. It's like he speaks, you take a step. He speaks again, you take a step. Sometimes you take a step, and he doesn't speak right away. And you sit there, and you wait, and you wait, and you're like, okay, I've taken a step, now speak. See, Ray was there. He listened to the voice, he built the diamond, and nothing happened right away. Maybe the reason why God does it this way is so he understands that if we, if we saw the whole picture right at the beginning, it would probably freak us out. Like, I think back to me, like 21-year-old me, when I gave my life to Jesus, and I went into ministry training shortly after that, if he would have showed me this moment... I would have been like, I'm out. No way. I can't do that. There's no way. You see, see, if he shows us everything at the beginning, we'll probably freak out and we'll be like, no. Or maybe, maybe by not showing us everything, it means that we are in a good way forced to trust him. That we have to trust him and we have to rely on him. Or maybe this, knowledge is not the same as faith. I could have a knowledge of God, but that doesn't mean I'm walking by faith. So maybe knowing everything at the beginning is not really God's goal for us to know it all. Instead, he wants us to live by faith, right? So Ray, he's, uh, his finances are out of control and all kinds of problems are happening. And, and I would just say for those of us that are control freaks, and I, I is one of them, okay, just so you know, all right? Um, this becomes a daily surrender, Let's watch what happens to Ray. With pressure from the bank to sell the baseball field in order to keep his house from foreclosing, Ray is stuck between a rock and a hard place. Terrence Mann, one of the others who can hear the voice and see the men on the field playing baseball, utters the words, people will come, Ray. Terrence tries to convince Ray not to sell the farm and that hundreds of people will come to watch a baseball game at his field. The banker continues to shoot in, trying to convince Ray to take the deal. After much debate, Ray stands up to make a decision. He won't take the deal. He'll choose to have faith that people will come to his field. <laughs> One thing I could promise you is when God's voice speaks to you, faith and fear are always trying to get your attention. Faith tries to get your attention, and fear tries to get your attention. When you follow God, there will always be moments that you question. Moses goes and he approaches Pharaoh, and he says, God says, let my people go. And he was probably expecting, I really believe this, he's probably expecting Pharaoh to go, oh, okay. Because why? He had the burning bush moment. He heard from God. He's like, okay, this is a slam dunk. What does Pharaoh do? Pharaoh goes, no way. And he actually doubles down and he actually makes the children of Israel work harder. See, 
No victory in heaven will ever go unanswered by hell. There's a fight. There will be opposition. There will be tough times. But Jesus, even though he predicted it, he said, do not worry because I've overcome the world. And because he lives inside of us, we will overcome also. So yeah, there's going to be pushback. And during the struggle, Ray and his wife, Annie, you know what? They were together. In fact, Ray had Annie many times during the movie just to encourage him when he wanted to give up. Moses had a sidekick by the name of Aaron. And I will say this, as you are on a journey of faith, you need other people of faith to surround and encourage you. You cannot do it by yourself because you take that leap of faith sometimes and then it's lonely and you come up against opposition, you need to surround yourself with other people of faith. And I want to say this today, we begin a brand new life group semester. This is a great plug and a great time for me to talk about the power of together through life group. Life groups are smaller groups that meet throughout the week. Sometimes they're activity-based, like mountain biking or whatever. Sometimes they're Bible study-based. You pick one that is right for you. But here is the key. You have to get involved with other people with you in the journey because you can't do it by yourself. We're meant to do this thing together. And there's a QR code on the screen right now. You could actually snap a picture of that. You could go back and look at it later and look at all of our life groups. There's one for you. Here's the thing. You need people around you to encourage you when your faith starts to get weak. You really do. As we close, earlier in the movie, Ray admits something pretty important. He says that uh, when he was a 17-year-old punk kid, he refused to play catch with his dad, who actually played baseball in the major leagues. Ray refused to play catch with his dad because he was kind of acting like he knew it all. He was being rebellious. And so he turned his dad down and said, I don't want to play catch with you. I'll never play catch with you. And their relationship was broken. And now, decades later, Ray is still carrying this. He's carrying this guilt. He's carrying the regret and I would say this, that all of us have done stuff in our lives, things that we've said, things that we've done, that we do carry regret. And I would also say this, that all of us have done stuff in our past that has broken our relationship with the Father. We've walked away. And the Bible calls that sin. And by the way, all of us have done it, including me on the mic. You know, Every single person has sinned. Every single person. You're like, well, has the Pope sinned? Oh, yeah, yeah. He sinned. How about Mother Teresa? Yes, read her memoirs. How about in the last century, Billy Graham, America's Evangelist? Oh, absolutely, read his autobiography. How about you, Jer? Oh, yeah, absolutely. How about Jen? Big sinner, trust me. All of us. <laughs> Here's the thing. We all have a broken relationship with a father. All of us do. And later we find out in the movie that the voice that was nudging Ray to build a baseball diamond and said, if you build it, he will come. The he 
that the voice was referring to was his father. His father was going to show up on that field, come out of the cornfield and show up on that field. Ray thought the voice was all about baseball. He thought the voice was having him focus on building a field. But actually, the voice was calling him to reconciliation. Watch this. Each step of faith has led Ray Kinsella to this single moment. Ray, with the help of The Voice, has helped numerous others find restoration, and now it's time for his own. Ray's biggest regret is telling his dad that he would never play catch with him again, and then a couple months later, his father passed away. Ray never got to make amends with his father, but now he gets to play catch one last time. With restoration finally his, car by car, Ray's property begins to fill with hundreds of people who have come to witness a baseball game with their childhood heroes. The people have come, the house will be saved, and Ray's life has been changed forever. You can put their hands together on that. I promise you, if you watch this movie, you will cry. You will cry. God's voice in our heart always is pointing to relationship. You hear that? First, relationship with him, with God. Second, relationship with each other. Moses was called into relationship with God that day he saw the burning bush. But also, he was to be on assignment to go bring all of the Jewish slaves out of Egypt so they also could be in relationship with God. See, God nudges are for you and they're for me. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, all this comes from the God who settled, in other words, reconciled the relationship between us and him and then called us to settle our relationships with each other. Do you see that? The voice is about relationship with him and relationship with others. God put the world square with him through Messiah, Jesus, giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. God has given us the task of telling everyone what he is doing. We're Christ's representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. We're speaking for Christ himself now. Become friends with God. He's already a friend with you. How, you ask? In Christ. God put the wrong on him, meaning Jesus, who never did anything wrong so we could be put right with God. As we close today, is God nudging today your heart? Is he speaking something to you? Is he calling you into a relationship with him? Is he saying, I want to mend the brokenness, which he did through his son Jesus, who died on the cross being punished for our wrongdoing? So today, let's bow our heads and let's close our eyes because I think the voice is calling us to relationship. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you say, man, that's me, I, I need have a relationship with the Father, Father God. Today you're not joining a church in membership. You're not worried about the denomination. Those are all, that, that's a man-made thing, okay? 
Today, it's about a relationship with your father. The one who loves you so much that he refused to allow brokenness to be there between you and him. So the voice is calling you, calling you to reconciliation, calling you to relationship. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. All you got to say is, I want Jesus to be the leader and the forgiver of my life. I want forgiveness for my sin. And guess what? You can have a relationship with God. And he walks with you. And he spends every day with you. And someday heaven can be your home. Become a friend of God. He's already a friend of you. So with that in mind, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you say, that's me, I want to pray and I want to become a friend of God. I want to be in a relationship with Jesus. Go ahead and just raise your hand and put it right back down. Yeah, hands are up everywhere. I guarantee you at every location, God behind bars, online right now in living rooms, watching on smartphones. Just put it up right back down. If you raise your hand or if you didn't, God hears you, sees you, and we're all going to pray a prayer together, even for those of us that didn't raise our hand. We're going to all pray this prayer together, and this is inviting Jesus to become the leader and the forgiver of our lives. So let's, let's say this prayer after me. Ready? Jesus, I come to you today, and I ask for forgiveness for all my sin and all I've done wrong. I want to become a friend of God. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. Thank you for loving me unconditionally. Jesus, become my leader. Become my Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, put your hands together for everyone who prayed that prayer. Wow, what an incredible message from Pastor Jeremy Doerr today. And you may have just prayed to make Jesus the leader and forgiver of your life. And we yeah. just want to say congratulations. Yeah. That is one of the best things that you can do in so your life. And yeah. we've got some free resources just for you to help you take your next steps in your relationship with Jesus. And all you have to do is download the app. Yeah. And you can uh, also scan the QR code online. We have a resource called New Beginnings Just For You you and it will help you just to journey through and also will help us to connect with you That's because right. we want to help you uh, journey through these next days in your relationship with Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Also, another great uh, opportunity for you for a next step is something that we do here called Growth yes. Track and we do this in person and online yep. so you can sign up and uh, after every you're... Sunday. That's right, every yes. Sunday after you're done digging into that New Beginnings resource yep. it starts on the first Sunday of every month and there's four classes so you go through one, two, three, and four, yep. or you can start anytime. You yep. don't have to start at the beginning. If, you, if you're a person like me, you have to start in a class. <laughs> one. But if not, yes. uh, that's a great, yep. that's a great opportunity. So scan the QR code or find it online. Yep. Find it on the app under on the, the app. Discover tab right. on the that's app. Right. Yes. If you don't have it yet, download the app. <laughs> Also, we are so grateful for the generosity of this church. And if this message blessed you today at all, we would love for you to take your next step in your generosity journey and become a generosity rock star. Right. That's right. We call you a generosity rock star around here because you uh, are. Because you are. Yes. And so we're just so grateful for everything that we get to do and be a part of in the community and here at City First Church. I mean, we just gave away 2,000 backpacks oh, so uh, cool. just these past two weeks yeah, to the uh, Cape Coral area and the Rockford area. Because of you guys. Area. Yeah. It's because you already gave. And so we just invite you to become a generosity rock star today. And you can do that through 
Our app. The app. The app. Yes. Yes. We can do it through the app. Also, if you're part of our City First Anywhere family, yes. hey, if you watch exclusively online, it's a great time for you to get connected. Yep. Where at? Through the app. In the app. Through In the, the app. app. It's great. Let it's us great. know who you are. That That's is right. such the, the biggest benefit about yeah. the app is that you can get prayer in the app and you can journey with others. You can do daily devotionals that we have on right. there. And the biggest thing is we just want to be able to pray for you. Yeah. We want to get to know you, to who you yep. are. We want to get connected and let you know everything that's available for you, for yeah. your family to get involved with here at City First. That's right. We've yep. got some pastors that specifically are yep. for you, City First, anywhere. So we're yep. excited that's to connect. Exactly right. So, hey, yep. this was our first week at the movies, but yes. it doesn't stop here. For the rest of the month, every Sunday, we'll do a special movie. We got some spoilers, but I'm not going to tell you. But if you follow us on social media, you may find out a couple Great. days before Sunday comes yeah. what it's going to be. Right. But we want to encourage you to share the message today uh, if it blessed you. And also, invite your friends, invite your families, invite your neighbors, host a watch party online. We would love right. to have you join us again next Sunday as we continue our At the Movies yep. series. That's it. We love you, church. Yep. We'll See catch you, guys you next, next week. week.